0: Welcome aboard Imagination Skyway, your grand podcast tour of the magic. I'm your host, Matthew Krull, and in today's episode, we're going to have not just one, but two conversations. We're going to give a full review of Roundup Rodeo Barbecue, the new restaurant in Toy Story Land at Disney's Hollywood Studios. that opened this year, 2023, and we're going to have a conversation about the best Disney sidekicks. I know that these two conversations seem unrelated, and if you're just reading the description of this episode or just diving in and hitting play, I'm sure you're confused as to how we're going to connect these two conversations together, but there was a creative way that we went about this that I truly hope that you enjoy. And of course, because this is a lengthy conversation, especially when it comes to reviewing a full-service restaurant including the food, the service, the ambience, all the aspects of Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. which, spoiler alert, I love this restaurant after my first experience and cannot wait to go back. Of course there's a lot to discuss about all of that, plus we had a somewhat philosophical debates, I'll call it, about what constitutes a Disney sidekick, which also made for a very interesting conversation, and I did not want to overwhelm you with a two-hour podcast discussion, so instead, we're breaking this into two parts, with this episode being part one, and at the end of the show, I'll tell you a little bit more about what you can expect to hear in part two. Speaking of the end of the episode, at the end of the show, we'll return to Imagination Central, where I'll also share some ways in which you can stay connected with Imagination Skyway, how you can discuss this topic with other members of our listener community, and how you can help to to support and to inspire the future of this show. Please remain seated, keep your hands and arms inside the podcast at all times, and enjoy your grand circle tour aboard Imagination Skyway. Hollywood Studios recording a different type of podcast episode today I know in the intro I mentioned we're gonna be talking about the best Disney sidekicks but we're not gonna be talking about this virtually we are here live at the park and we're gonna be dining at Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. It's my first time dining here, and not just my first time, but also my guest who's here with me, which is my cousin Mike, you know from the show. Many, many episodes. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. It's really hot out, but I'm still loving (laughs) the park. I mean, it is, what, August 14th, and it was only 96, 97 degrees Yeah, not too bad. It wasn't too bad. We managed to get the best of (laughs) the cool air whenever we could inside the attractions, but the... This I'm really excited for because it's a totally different format, of podcast episode here live at Walt Disney World. I'm excited to hear your answers, Mike. But inside, I know we're going to be at the same time dining at Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. What are you most looking forward to? at this restaurant. The food. Me too. But but the ambience too, because I've seen yeah. a little bit, but I tried to not, as soon as I knew we were going to be doing this, I tried to, I, I like to avoid spoilers these days, so I didn't want too much, but I did see a little bit snippets of what this experience is going to be like, and that's also getting me very excited. I have seen nothing, so I'm excited to go in totally blind to this, and you listening at home are going to get to hear us dining and it'll be a two-part episode in a way or a combined episode in a way both a review of this restaurant and a fun discussion in between our conversations about the food talking about the best Disney sidekicks we're here waiting for our table we're gonna head inside in just a few minutes and continue the conversation there so we're in roundup rodeo barbecue we were just welcomed in as a toy set of two. We We're told our instructions if Sid comes, we need to freeze, probably hide. It's bad business when Sid comes to town. Looking here at the menu, and I don't even know where to start. First of all, there's a lot that we're gonna be getting today. Uh, starting with the Prospector's homemade cheddar biscuits with sweet pepper jelly, sounds fantastic. We're gonna start with then some greens. We're gonna get all three. A rootin' tootin' tomato salad with cucumbers, pickled red onion, white balsamic vinaigrette, Rex's romaine and kale salad, apples, dried cranberries, pumpkin seeds, green goddess dressing, and Wheezy's watermelon salad with fresh torn mint. Then we come to the main entree, which I am absolutely going for, the house smoked items, the evil Dr. Smoked Ribs, the buttercup's beef brisket, there's a sausage in my boot, and the barbecue chicken with style. You can also select Trixie's plant-based trio, the combat harlow flour, the scrumptious bratwurst, and the rip warren rib chop, all made from plant-based ingredients. And available upon request is the Cedar Plank Saloon Salmon. And then we get select from four of the reach for the sides, including the mean old potato salad, the married spuds, the claw veggie slaw, force field fried pickles, campfire roasted vegetables, slinky dog mac and cheese, fucking baked beans, cowpoke, corn on the cob. And then we have for the chuckwagon desserts, we get to choose one of these, Bo's lemon and blueberry cheesecake, Billy's chocolate silk pie, goat's apple pie, gruff's peach strawberry pie, or, for a little rider's, cupcake a la Forky. Plus, beverages, soft drinks, can add on for an additional cost. The grown-up drinks with alcohol or little rider refreshments to include things like frozen iced tea, the frozen poke cocoa, and the party-saurus tex. Lots of things to enjoy today. So I'm excited. And then Mike has his menu as well. Mike has some allergies and sensitivities that do require an extra menu, but Disney as always is very well prepared. It is. And what's great about uh, eating at Disney is that they are so accommodating to um, allergies. And it's something that I've always appreciated. It, no matter what restaurants that I go to on Disney property, I know that I'm gonna be taken care of. Yes. And th- just just traveling alone is such a relief. Seriously, it's like, you know, because you know fortunately I'm very lucky that none of my allergies are serious, but also at the same token, I want to have a good time, right? And I don't want to necessarily worry about what's in this or what's in that. And they do a great job of asking you ahead of time.
1: Thank
2: you for your patience.
0: What is this little thing? Amy, we're recording a podcast. Oh, fun. Yes. Hi, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Not not live, though. I do not like my voice. That'll do when we first started. So. I, I, <laughs> I won't share the episode with you then. Don't <laughs> you, you definitely should. Okay, so I do see here we have a gluten, egg,
1: milk, allergy. That would be me. Mm-hmm. Really Alright, so on your allergy menu it's going to yes. tell you all the goodies. So if it says for gluten or for milk you can have it. And okay. so you your milk, egg, and milk. Yes. so we'll egg for milk. So that would be my favorite. Luckily our platter. Yeah,
0: all the meats will look good. going to be
1: the sides that you're going to have to be concerned with. Yes. They're going to tweak the salads for you, so Perfect. they'll eliminate whatever needs to be eliminated. Fantastic. the sides, so that we can share good. Excellent. Is anyone else phone? Um, Are getting
2: an amber alert? Okay.
1: you know nope. <laughs> So, you'll see here for gluten, for milk. I don't see for egg, though. So, that's going to have... One.
0: Like so it was nice to be, it. be fine.
2: Yep. So get everybody yep. yee-haw. 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 <laughs> So it's pretty easy to maneuver through okay. that. You guys are gonna get your house
1: a platter. Okay, let me do the houseboat. So we're starting off with the Prospect of homemade cheddar cheese biscuits. You're gonna get your own because they have milk in them. Okay. So you'll get your own that are special. Okay. Free.
0: Oh, fantastic! Yeah,
1: amazing. So you'll get the. Other beautiful little cheese, tart cheese biscuits, sweet pepper jelly.
0: I'm looking forward to that.
1: You're also gonna get this trio salad, so they'll clean that a little bit too. And if you want, I can bring you one that's full strength, so we don't have to worry about that. Let's go for Uh, it. These are nice and refreshing. And then you're also gonna get this house milk platter, that's the top four proteins. If you would like to add the salmon to it, all you have to do is ask, there's no extra charge. And if by any chance you want to try something from the plant-based platter, you can also add that. You wanna try the cauliflower?
0: that's fantastic So we're
1: starting with this one and if you want to add the salmon just tell me with that platter you're going to get a choice of four sides so out of the eight to choose from really can't go wrong with any of them we will have you specifically tell me what you're going to be eating okay so i can attach the allergy to those Thank for you, for you. I appreciate and then if there's something that you're eating that is not one of those then you don't have to attach it all right it's just the chef who has some like checks and balances
0: perfect
1: we so to take care here okay. also with your meal you're going to get a dessert i'm not certain
0: I don't know if any of the desserts, and that's okay. I, I'm used to not getting just desserts. This one. Okay. I'm just
1: peach okay. strawberry.
0: Okay. Egg,
1: gluten, shellfish and eggs. hey egg, egg. Oh wow.
0: This is my plant-based one, but what's really nice about it is where it
1: lacks in butter, it makes up in flavor. Okay.
0: So it's got a nice little
1: spice to
0: it. Oh, I'm looking forward so, to that. So you'll get that. It's Excellent. Perfect.
1: And that will come with your meal as well. So I like to talk about the dessert now while we're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> later, when we're like, oh, I can't even think about it. That's now. very smart. So by far, are my favorite. They're individual servings. nearby, they're perfect little size. you See the little mason jars over oh, there? Oh, yes. Uh,
0: oh, perfect. Um, That's and great. That. And so
1: and a bit. So just from start to finish. And then also with your meal, we're going to get one of my non-alcoholic beverages. So I've got my classic health products. and have sweet, peach, and sweet tea. The peach is nice. It's not terribly sweet. It's kind of middle, middle of the ground. And then if we want to special drinks, of course, we've got those. party Source text. this is my non-alcoholic versions. Uh, you know, so my kitties have something fun too, but of course, we can have them, them
0: Of course, well. absolutely. So the
1: party Source text is a lot of fun. It's a strawberry lemonade. They put a gummy worms in it. And of course, they're from Andy's backyard, not instant.
0: That's good. They That's really better. important. Yes, it's very important.
1: And then a couple of the favorites for me here, I love our winning Whiskey Lemonade. The beverage team is really got into it and they combine of the most unique flavors like Jack Daniels and Aperol with basil concentrate and strawberry lemonade. It is absolutely amazing. It's a nice typical drink for the great on barbecue. And then because I'm a girly girl, I love my watermelon, it's a little on the smoky side, but also lovely cold pressed watermelon juice. It's nice. And then of course I love so I'm a good evening girl too. I'm going to hang out with So we've got Bud Light, Yingling, Cigar City way, and Twilight. we have a nice space for water. So, while I go grab some drinks for you, you have two homework projects.
0: Okay. So figure out your four sides. Okay. And then you
1: figure out what you're having to drink, because I know what you are to All right. Okay. All
0: right, what are we doing for drinks? While we're here, I might as well try. I'm going to try Molly's frozen iced tea because that so, sounds tea. great. And a water as well. Yeah. And I'll have a lemonade and a water, please. Sounds good. Fantastic. Thank you. you. So, while we're waiting for our drinks and our food, I know that's coming real soon, we should probably talk about Disney Sidekicks a bit, or at least kick off the conversation. Absolutely. There's a lot of interesting questions I asked myself when I was coming up with my list. And the first and most important question was, what do you consider to be a sidekick? I was thinking the same thing myself when I was coming up the list because that can go in multiple different ways. It can! (laughs) So you actually, left me on a clip I me I a I, li- I li- sorry I literally actually uh, looked up the definition of what a sidekick was. Okay. And the definition, and I, I might be butchering it a little bit, is basically um, somebody who um, assists somebody else. Um, that 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 usually is, is somebody lower, right? They're, they're assistant of some sort, but they are they are essentially lower in the totem pole of author- authority. Like, for example, the most classic one is Batman and Robin, right? Robin's the classic sidekick character, right? Of course. Where he, he's there to assist Batman in their adventures, but it doesn't have as much authority. That makes sense. All right. All right. Thank you. You're very
1: welcome. And I'll be right back with your Molly's first
0: night. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that makes a lot of sense when you think about it as a Batman and Robin duo. As a Batman and Robin duo, that definitely makes a lot of sense. Exactly. (laughs) I'm trying to take out my straw, and it. Mike Mike is banging the table. I'm banging the table. I apologize. It sounds like Sid is tapping on the side of the toy box.
2: You're getting an immersive experience. I am so fired.
0: (laughs) Mike just got to rip it in half. And then place the straw into the cup. You know, I don't, I don't know why. I just like, I, I like to bang it on. I always bang my straws, and then do it that way. It's an old-fashioned approach. Yeah. I agree. By the way, one thing I should mention is here on the table as well, we have three different sauces. I will try all three. I, in terms really, of, gonna try the spicy. I'm one gonna too? try the spicy one. I'm not gonna try a lot. My spice tolerance, I'd put in the medium range. If it's a Ghost Pepper, forget it, if it's anywhere near that level. But I find that Disney and Spice, they're generally, they don't go too extreme on the spice level. So I feel like spicy for me is going to be quite hot, but not something that I'm going to regret. (laughs) At least I hope not. I'm I'm actually looking forward to both the classic and the sweet. I'll probably stick to the two of those, but I feel like I have to try the spicy just to give some indication of where we stand on the spice. I'll, I'll I'll let you take that. I'll let you take that one. That'd be the worst. Person to have on as a guest for any hot wings type of show. So we're not going to see any Disney hot wings. No, that's not, not going to. I mean, Probably. not not going to be me. Okay. But so, Mike, I definitely, when you're with your sidekick approach, I agree. I think I blurred the lines a little bit when it okay. comes to Disney sidekicks, and we'll maybe have some interesting conversations about who we maybe consider to be a sidekick or not. I only consider Disney and Pixar. I don't know if you branched out beyond that. If you did, that's fine. I have a little bit. Okay. Uh, I think from my list, ironically, I only have... Well, I do actually have a couple from uh, the other franchises, but not that too many. Okay. Well, let's maybe just jump in while we're waiting for our drink. Okay. And maybe go with our first one to kick this off. So, what's the first sidekick you think is an amazing Disney sidekick? Uh, To me, right off the bat, I would say Mushu from Mulan. I considered Mushu. He's not on my list. So, why Mushu? Because Mushu, at least during... I'll also rephrase it is that during the journey of okay. the film okay okay so the classic character the the classic character death. but Mushu dishonor but, on you yeah dishonor, dishonor on your, your cow, cow. <laughs> so <laughs> but here's the thing is that Mushu at the time is not in the Guardian, so he's definitely a lower authority figure at that point in time in the film, and he's there literally to assist, to help out Milan, and to protect the family. Yes. Right. And and Mushu is there for the entire journey as as both a guide, but also as some as someone who's really trying to help Milan not get discovered, essentially. Yes. And to and to survive basically. So, to me, that that falls under the category of a sidekick. Very interesting. Well, I definitely like that you put Moucher on the list because he came up in my mind as someone who could fit to that category. I tried to keep my list to about ten. I have a couple of backups just in case, but I think that when, it, when you're talking about Mulan, that's one of the classic, from the Disney Renaissance era, one of the classic Disney sidekicks. I'm going to set down the... Gauntlet right from the beginning. Okay. With something that is perhaps not a character you would think of as a Disney sidekick. Yeehaw. Yeah. <laughs> We're supposed to be toys here. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so the first one on my list is from a Disney Revival era film. Ooh. And it's from Encanto. Now, a lot of the family members themselves, I would not necessarily classify as sidekicks, but there is one character who gets forgotten. It's one of my favorite characters in the movie, and that is Casita. Kes- you consider Casita a sidekick? I do consider Casita uh, a sidekick. Interesting. Because Casita is a sidekick to the entire Madrigal family, and provides, in a way, sort of a magical, magical housekeeping, as you, if you will which in itself is not a really, well, it's important, but not the most noble of, I guess, quests when we think of what the family is doing. But really, Casita is, first of all, helping to maintain the house itself, which makes sure that the Madrigal family can continue to do what they do best in helping the entire Encanto. But the other reason is, when it comes to supporting Mirabel, and her journey and her quest to help save the family miracle, Casita is there to help Mirabel the entire way. And even when it comes to little things, like Mirabel wanting to help with the party for Antonio in his ceremony, Casita lets Mirabel participate in that, knowing how important it is for her to help the family. So Casita's always got the family's back. And in, at near the end of the movie, Casita, in its dying moment, literally saves Mirabelle with every last ounce of its being from falling into the collapsing Casita itself. So for me, Casita, while not a traditional sidekick, I think is an important sidekick to the entire family, and especially to Mirabelle's journey. I really... Am... I'm, I'm very Im- intrigued by that, uh, by Casita as a psychic. I see more Casita as the ultra, ultimate matriarch to the magical family. Not Abuela. Back. Not Abuela. Because think about it, Casita, Casita first of all, is the one that, that dones the gifts through the candle. Watches over the the entire family, including Abuela, and ultimately is the one that that provides the lesson to Abuela about how controlling she is by in its own nature crumbling apart. All right. All right. All wow.
1: The challenge is going to be to put it all. On the yes.
0: Table. So <laughs> yes. This is for you. Okay. Okay. I
1: will
0: clean this up. One this is for you. A oh. for you. Thank you. So
1: they've done it dry, and you get this same balsamic vinaigrette on the side that's going to come on this. Solid.
0: Fantastic.
1: And then same thing. We're gonna have biscuits for you. Here. Beautiful. It's <laughs> gonna be a fun, fun challenge.
0: <laughs> we'll manage. We'll yeah, put we'll, things we'll, in we'll, our we'll make it. We'll
1: make it work. If we need to, we can always put your barbecue sausage in. Over there we there. go. We may have to do that. So these are your allergy-friendly biscuits. Okay. But there's nothing wrong with the sweet pepper jelly.
0: So oh, fantastic.
1: This is your Molly's frozen iced tea. Beautiful. And then this is the.
0: Probably that looks like for me. I'm
1: gonna
0: have, I'm gonna come your
1: okay. Okay. <laughs> if it weren't for the allergy, we'd have plenty of room.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know. There I'm always the problem. problem.
1: <laughs> okay. So, Miesi's watermelon salad. This is Rex's kale and romaine salad. Yours comes full, full strength, and this has got a, the same balsamic vinaigrette on the side that we use on the root and Oh, fantastic. You can't have the other um, green goddess
0: dressing. Gotcha. Fantastic.
1: Okay, so, not a project. Uh, oh. We have a
2: very special unboxing day over here. Can I get a yee haw? Yee haw!
1: Yay! So, for an unboxing day, that's our birthday, and it's the celebration, it's the anniversary of the day we came out of our toy box.
0: That's nice very a, cute. I like it's very that.
1: cute. Okay, so
0: which ones are you specifically having? Okay, so no, the campfire roasted vegetables for sure. Okay. The potato salad. Any chance that could be no mayo, or if that's not the case, then no mayo. Okay. Sorry. Uh, what about the um, the married spuds? Is there any way to make it without cheese? Yes. Okay. I'll do the sauce on the side. Okay. And that way he can partake in that. Okay. Um, the fried pickles. Any way to make them not fried? No. you know, I'm got going that to is ask. Such a great question. I, I was just curious. A I love effort. I love pickles. <laughs> a for effort. Um, and then I think, um, and then the veggie slot. Sounds good. And then I'll probably I'll, I'll probably have to stop there. Okay.
1: So the vegetables, the spuds with it, the sauce on the side, and the uh, veggie slot. It's my and then what do you think? In addition to
0: what we got? Uh, you want to do I'm going to try the, do the, do the do big beans. Okay. The How many left and do I have two two to choose from?
1: Um, Let's do. Because of the energy, I like
0: to do an exception with the five sides. So you want to choose one more? Let's do... It's going to be hard to find the room. I know. Let's... Let's... That always dance break gave me a second to think. <laughs> I'll, I'll try the meal potato salad. Sounds good. So those two I
1: will not associate with allergy and then do we want to
0: do the salmon? Yes, I would like to try that. That sounds great.
1: I mean, let's see how much we can We put can put on the, the tape. Yeah, that's gonna be
0: the, be the challenge. Challenge
1: except Oh, and desserts.
0: You're doing peace,
2: yeah. strawberry, what are you doing? Well,
0: you sold me on the chocolate salt pie. I know so, it, I know it. And I do love chocolate, so you, you're speaking not my go, language. It's, it's not gonna disappoint okay, okay, I'm, glad. I'm, I'm glad. glad. All right, enjoy, Perfect. dig
1: in, have thank fun, you. and thank I will you. check back, okay? Thank yes. you, Amy. And good, thank then, of
0: course, thing is getting cleared out, we'll clear some space Perfect. I'm gonna grow Do You wanna take a photo? Maybe the whole table. Take the whole table. This is this is a lot of stuff. There's Mike. All right, I'm gonna grab his, the biscuits here. I am really looking forward to this tomato salad. Actually, that I looks love very tomatoes. Good. The watermelon salad looks great too. Everything, everything looks wonderful. Mike, you can dig in. I will uh, ab- oblige. You guys want some wet nap soup? So let's let's try this biscuit first. I'm gonna try it without the sauce. Okay, so for the biscuit lovers at home, this is warm, soft, and has just that right amount of the sort of crusty exterior. Such a, a perfect consistency and a really delicious taste. Now I'm gonna dig into this sauce, which I have to refresh my memory again. That's right, the uh, sweet pepper jelly. So we know it's sweet, it's not gonna be spicy. Wow. That good, huh? It's delicious, it's really hard to describe. It definitely has that peppery taste. There's no spice to it at all. Very, very mild. And I'm gonna try some more of this. See, I'm gonna be a good boy and start with my greens. And I'm gonna try the um, the uh, kale and romaine salad that has uh, cranberries in it. I believe it has, um, it has some apple slices. Uh, pumpkin seeds are in here. So, and then I don't have the green goddess dressing, so I have a, a more of a vinaigrette. I'm I'm gonna be you know. I'm going to be good and eat my vegetables as well, but I'm not going to fill up on veggies because we have meat, sides, and dessert coming. To Amy's point, if she asked me, dessert is included, but if she asked me at the end if I want a dessert, well, let's be honest, I'm going to get it anyway, but I don't know how much room I'll have for it. So, I think I'll at least try it. So far, the tomato salad is my favorite. Mm. This is really good. Everything here is very, very fresh. This is very fresh. The vegetables are, you could tell that this was freshly prepared, as if you were in your own kitchen taking vegetables right out of the fridge, um, you know, fresh from the store, and slicing them up, adding in some dressing. The pickled onions in this tomato salad with the cucumber really add to the flavor of it as well. So I could probably finish this and I might end up doing that. And I'm going to continue enjoying this salad. And then I'm going to switch back to the biscuits. Yeah, you know what? So here's going to be a good test. The gluten-free is always a hit, uh, is always tough. It's very, very challenging. So sometimes they come out very good and sometimes they don't. So we'll see, I'm going to try it without any uh, jelly first, and then I'm going to try it with jelly. Yours come individually wrapped, so you know yes. that there is no there's no contamination, contamination. Yeah, at all. going okay. find some room. Okay. We have no room at this table right now. You know what? This is pretty good. And a lot of times, uh, especially when it comes to gluten-free bread, bread, it, it's very uh, dry. But this is actually quite moist. So. Um, actually pretty good. I have to admit, while we're, I know I'm raving about this tomato salad, the only thing that makes it super fresh, that I'm noticing now, is that there's fresh pieces of parsley in here. And that gives it a little bit of a, almost a minty flavor. That makes it really delicious. Very refreshing. Alright, now I'm gonna try that jelly that you've been raving about. Now it's my turn. It's it's sweet, and it has just the right amount of pepper flavor to it. It's like a pepper sauce. It's, it, it really is like a sweet pepper sauce. It's almost like it's almost like a, a salsa mm-hmm. flavor to it. That's definitely what I was trying to when I was thinking about similar foods I've had. You're right. It is very similar to a like a mild salsa. Yep. It mm-hmm. was fantastic with the biscuits. That's really good. So while the subject of sidekicks, I feel like you and I are going to be. Going head to head in terms of debating what a sidekick is. So that's, what a, is that's what I love about this conversation because I know, you know, I have someone here that even I was questioning. You took the textbook definition, and I mm-hmm. went a very, but liberal route in thinking about. Which is great because because you're right that Casita is a sidekick in 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 a, in, a, in many ways because because it assist, literally is assisting the entire family. Mm-hmm. And is there to support the family? Before so you get to yours. By the way, I still haven't tried Molly's frozen iced tea. So which by the way comes in a mason jar with a lemon slice on top. Very sweet. So I have to admit, Mm. it does say sweet tea. I normally don't drink sweet tea. So for me it is very sweet. But if you love a good sweet tea, First of all, on a hot day like today, extremely refreshing, and it has a, you know that homemade iced tea flavor? That is what's in here. This is not, That's refreshing. this is not bottled iced tea, this is definitely homemade brewed iced tea with a lot of sweetness and refreshing, very, very refreshing for especially a hot day. Mike, who's your uh, who's next up on your round two? Okay. Salads? Excellent, Excellent. delicious, very very good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I'm I'm actually going to intentionally jump around because I do have some from the Renaissance period, but some in other films and other franchises. Okay. But I'll stick within Disney animated for now. Perfect. Um So I'll jump ahead ca- ahead a little bit, and uh, Mater from Cars. I, Mater was another one I thought of. I did not put on my list. So, so talk about Mater. So Mater to me, you know, fun character, but follows Lightning McQueen everywhere, tries to help out where he can, usually gets himself into trouble. Definitely not, I would not consider Mater to be an authoritative figure. So even though he's also Lightning McQueen's best bud, I also do kind of consider him to be a sidekick because he's still always at Lightning McQueen's side. So to me, that's why I picked Vader, but uh, would you disagree with that? He is a sidekick. There's no question about that. Is he the best Disney sidekick? That's something that I still debate only because of the list that I have. I think has some really great sidekicks on it. But you're right when you think about cars in all three films. Mater really is the strongest sidekick character and arguably helps Lightning to realize his ego and helps him to become more grounded in just being simply who he is. Mater is not preaching to Lightning McQueen at all, but is leading by example and much like the other folks in Radio Springs, Helping him to realize how life isn't always about being in the fast lane, but it's important to focus on what really matters and a lot of times when it comes to life to slow down and appreciate the little things, the people around you, the places. And sometimes taking the long scenic route is better than taking that highway bypassing an amazing place or an events of life, an incredible event you otherwise would have missed. Absolutely. I agree. Okay, you
2: go.
0: See, now I think you're gonna argue with all these, but I'll give you a traditional one. (laughs) No, no. No, no, I'm gonna give you a traditional one. A modern, traditional one. Very, um... Well, actually, it's not similar to any of the two that you mentioned, but... In my opinion, Nick Wilde from Zootopia makes for a fantastic sidekick. I was thinking about including him. So well, I wasn't sure if they would be more like a partner than a sidekick. Well, I feel like he was wrangled into being a sidekick for Judy Hobbs and helping her to solve this mystery other, under the threat of otherwise being <laughs> um, investigated for, uh, you know, a tax felony. <laughs> so, kind of had his hands tied. But you realize, as time goes on, that Nick really does want to help is finding some intrigue into the whole story behind what's really happening with this this missing person, this missing otter I should say. And very similar to what you mentioned what we talked about with Mater he also helps Judy to grow as a character, which is something that I think is important for... Yes, the sidekick isn't always traditionally, in the old sense, thought of as someone who helps the hero character grow, but I like how in a lot of Disney films, the sidekick is often um, underspoken, or in other cases might be underspoken, but in Disney movies is thought of with a little bit more high regard, and in the end nick and judy really do end up more like partners but i think along the way he makes for a terrific sidekick in helping judy although he did try to stop her at some points to slow her down the the in the beginning territory. i repeat yard absolutely i would i that. i can be on board sale. with, that. There's, on board with that there's a yard sale mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. be go ah. no. ah. when i get back
0: no. you decide ah. All right.
2: The first customer is approaching
0: the All drive. Right, when I get back, placing money
2: in a jar for something. Oh, and, you know, it's a, it's a lemonade! We've got a lemonade here! A lemonade
0: stand? That's not a you yard know? sale! Ah, and it must be fundraising for a charity again. Oh, how sweet. Speaking of lemonade, my cowsy. Yeah. It's lemonade? good. I think it's a traditional Coca-Cola lemonade. Yeah, it's, bit, homemade, yeah, it's good. Yeah, you know what? But it works. It definitely works. I am going to finish this biscuit. This is delicious. I'm going to enjoy some of this watermelon over here because I can. Beautiful. All right, so I've got so, Nick. Who's next up on your list? So next up on my list. So here's one that we can definitely, I think, we'll all debate on. Is Baymax from Big Hero Six? He is on my list. Okay, but I was hoping that we would at least have something in common. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, this sounds like another podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> what do we have in common? What do we agree with, um, or disagree with? So, you know, Bay, Baymax. I mean, literally is designed to be an assistant, right? Is to, is it a, is is a healthcare assistant robot? Is literally what Baymax is, mm-hmm. and obviously, hero takes it to a whole different level and helps you know basically be a you know a superhero a crime, crime fighter but that is Baymax's true nature is to help others and to assist others and again under that criteria of less authority you can argue that Baymax Baymax really takes instructions from hero so for me like that covers all all the check marks if you will for a sidekick character and I love Baymax especially as a sidekick one of my favorites Yes, he does have some pretty amazing moments near the end of the movie as well, which I think make Baymax an even greater sidekick. And you're right that he, his whole purpose, and that's why I thought about this too, the exact same reason, his whole purpose for existing is to support. And when we think about sidekicks, we often think about a supporting role, and that is his whole objective. And he is unable to or unwilling to stop until he has fully helped the person that he is helping achieve either, even if it's as simple as, you know, um, fixing a, uh, a sprained, or helping with a sprained ankle, or, um, which although well, it's not that very simple, but... <laughs> Helping with like a simple paper cup, let's say, like that, that would still be it. Still be a sidekick in that case, helping to fulfill his purpose in that moment. But you're right, Hero does take it to an entirely different level. But he still is that great sidekick for Hero the entire journey, and you can almost think of him as, in some ways, an emotional support bot for Hero. Yes. And sort of letting Hero go through his stages of grief but um, Tadashi, and in the end, helps really will get through those five stages of grief and find peace in his life. Absolutely. I completely agree. By the way, have you tried the watermelon yet? I haven't, but let me dig into that. It is fantastic. Also, just as fresh as everything else. And they have, I believe, basil in there. Yes. It like little. gives it a, like, a, little, like... this gives a little bit of extra flavor. You're right. That is very fresh, extremely juicy the type of summer watermelon you would look for. Which is perfect for this weather outside Mm -hmm. right now. That's fantastic. I want to take these biscuits home with me. (laughs) Right? I mean, I know the salad is great, but... I'll take the jelly at any time. (laughs) Give me a mason jar of the jelly. All right, so I can cross Baymax off of my list because we've already talked about that. I'll go to my next one that you're also going to then probably disagree with me. Because, well, I mentioned Casita. Yes. And I have another similar type of sidekick. At least that I would consider to be a sidekick. This one, though, I feel like you will probably agree with me more. Okay. It's a sidekick in Milana. And I think that Ocean is the sidekick in Milana worth discussing. Because Ocean, from the beginning, sure, Ocean picks Milana to be the hero to restore the heart of Tafiti, but then supports and helps Moana through that entire journey in a lot of different ways, including, of course, when Moana gets marauded on Maui's island and then is able to escape, helping her to literally push her through the water to get back onto the boat. And when Maui tries tries to also leave the boat, forces him back on the boat to stay with Moana by her side. And even at the very end, with Saka, Moana says, you know, let her come to me, and literally parts itself away so that Saka can come and approach Moana. So as literally a sidekick from beginning to end, from the moment she's a small child, after choosing her, making sure to be that support for Moana, all the way seeing her through her whole journey. I could definitely see that. I do see Ocean more as a guardian, which what becomes really tricky is that sidekicks are also guardian figures in many ways. You mentioned Mushu. Right, and that's it, and literally becomes a guardian. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But then I guess the question always comes down to the authoritative aspect of it. Right. And I think that's where the definition of sidekick gets a little gray area, if you will. But then you also have to define authority and where does authority comes from. That's exactly correct, right? So, And that means that a sidekick, if you attach authority to power, that means a sidekick always has to be weak. Or have little say in what happens. Maybe not weak, but has less authority. Like, for example, it could be argued that Maui is a, is a sidekick to Moana because Moana literally demands Maui... To, to, to find the heart at the Fiti and and then he uh, obviously op- op- obliges uh, because of actually Ocean so um, so it could be argued in that, that now obviously more, uh, Maui is far more of a powerful character than Moana is but Moana actually has that, like or essentially has the authority over Maui because of Ocean so it's interesting to think about right it's like where where that where that essentially lies, but I can definitely I can say a good argument for Ocean also being a sidekick. This is definitely one of the most challenging topics I've thought of for the show because of that very definition. It's easy to define a hero; it's very hard to define a sidekick. Absolutely. So. Ocean is my next. Okay. What do you have next? Because okay. We we're still waiting for our main course, in which case I think we will have our mouths full the entire time. I'll I'll go back to because uh, I do have a, a a list. So here's one that I think could be argued either way, and that we're going to go back to the Disney Renaissance, one of the most beloved animated films from the Disney Renaissance, and that is The Lion King, and Timon and Pumbaa. I desperately wanted to find a sidekick from the Lion King, but I didn't force it. I did think about Timon and Pumbaa. I didn't put them high on the list, but I'm curious to hear. Although, now that I'm really thinking it through, of course, they are high on the list. But go ahead. What what do you have for Timon and Pumbaa? So, also, again, thinking about it through, is like somebody that assists uh, um, you know, the hero, in this case, in uh, Simba, where not necessarily when when he escapes, but when he returns to Pride Rock, and Timon and Pumbaa decide to join him on that journey to, to assist him and support him in, in truly becoming king. At that moment in time, I think before that point, no. I would not consider that. They fit in. into your guardian false, uh, definition. Yeah, where they're trying to, like, they acquired a new friend, or actually, at that point, they were they're pretending to be friends because they thought it would be good to have a lion, as uh, you know, uh, you know, just having a lion around, like and lion. they are raising him in their own way. And they're raising him exactly. So they're, in that case, you're right. They're like pseudo guardians, but also taking advantage of the fact that Simba's a lion. Yes. So and they do have authority over Simba at and, that point. And, and that they do have authority over Simba at that point. Then the authority changes when they go to and and to take back Pride Rock. Simba's almost their sidekick in the beginning, helping he them with, with bugs and... That's true! Protection. So it could be, ar- be argued that Simba is a sidekick, <laughs> <laughs> sidekick in the Lion King. <laughs> but it's true though, I mean, so the, the roles kind of do reverse. But I, I also, you know... Yeah. And also the, the other thing too is like, Simone and, and Pumbaa, you can also argue that Pumbaa is the you sidekick know, to Simone. Simone. That's true. So there is actually some layers here, if you will, of sidekicks. That that I think is the is is a strong case because definitely Timon is the leader of the two of them. Yes. Has the most authority. Pumbaa could choose to have that authority if he wanted to, but doesn't. And it's also their personality very type A, type B type of personalities. But um, yeah, Pumbaa could also be a psychic. So a lot of layers to that answer. Yeah. Very interesting. I like. All right, I like doing challenging ones, I and mean, I, that's why I really I, I got excited about this challenge. Was like that, like you know, and thinking literally, of, uh, quite literally, while we're here outside of the box. I was gonna save this one for last, but now that we're on this subject, I think this will be. And, and maybe you have a similar answer, so I'm, I'm excited to share this one. There's a movie in the Disney Renaissance called Aladdin. Yes. And there are arguably a lot of sidekicks in that movie. I have two on my list. Okay. <laughs> I have a couple, and one you're probably not expecting. Okay. Iago. I actually have a you Iago too. on okay. my list. we are you, we're
1: doing, <laughs> great. Yeah, we're doing We're doing, great. doing really great. Awesome. Your be too much longer. Okay. Great. I know uh, they just make sure they're crossing all yeah, the dots, da- cool. you know, crossing the T's, I'll take this out of the way yes. if you
0: like. Yeah, yeah. Anything I left my biscuit. just because... Oh, you can take this too. well. Okay, Sounds good. And then
1: we'll leave these
0: guys for now. Um, oh, you can take that one, actually. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm done. Done. You you done. done. You know what? You could take them because I know we have so much food. Okay. Yeah, we have a lot coming. So problems. I'm going to try not to fill up on salad. Just read the taste. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're killing two birds with one stone. I'll actually, leave the watermelon, if we can. And let's we Yeah, let's leave the watermelon. kind
1: of like that.
0: Exactly, so we that's did a big Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm glad Iago is on your list. Because here's the thing, right? Is that sidekicks is usually known for assisting the hero. Yes. Exactly. But they, they're... A- <laughs> <laughs> hey! Get back here! I it. Come in right We have a juvenile! Sin
2: is
1: approaching the rodeo. I repeat, sin is approaching the rodeo. Save yourselves and assume your position. All right, cowboy toys. I've always
2: wanted to set one off into the sunset. But who wants to ride the pony? <laughs> Here and
0: apologize to your sister. Oh, man. Do I have to? Well done, Capo. We did it. That was a close call. That was a close I apologize for the interruption in this podcast episode, but Sid Phillips was here. Yeah. We had, we had, that, that took precedence. That was a very close call. We were talking about how. Bill, uh, the sidekicks were often thought of on the hero side, but they are on the villain side too. And I was absolutely thinking about villain side of the equation. So I would, I would. there could be arguments for that both ways, but I still believe believer that villains get, so here's the thing. Actually, uh, somebody who's been on the podcast as well, my brother Brian, he argued that they be considered a henchman instead, but to me, a henchman is a subcategory of a sidekick. That's right. So, yes, they might be a henchman, but that still makes the constitution as a sidekick because that's a subcategory of a sidekick. Right. So, I, in that case scenario, I still would consider Iago to be a sidekick. And in their minds, they are the sidekicks because they are on the side that they think is right. So, in their minds, they would classify themselves as the sidekicks and other potential characters I may talk about on the other side of the equation, who are potential sidekicks to Aladdin, those are the henchmen. You just blew my mind right out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think I, I 100% agree with you. 100% agree. So I think Perception is everything. Perception is everything, and I completely agree, I think Iago is a great, great villain sidekick. And he is very loyal to Jafar. Almost to a fault.
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: So that's why I put Iago on this list. For your next one, do you want to stick with Aladdin? Let's stick with Aladdin, because okay. actually, in, in fact, I just came up with another one. Okay, you'll <laughs> we'll just rattle off all the sides of Aladdin. My, yeah, let's just rattle them off. Um, so the one on my list, and then I'll do the one that's not on my list, because okay. you might have the other one, is Abu. Okay, I do not have Abu on my list. Okay, I you know, Abu, also very, very loyal to Aladdin, always at his side. Definitely gets into trouble, but usually kind of you no. Know, so it's kind of selfish in many ways, but still is is by always by Aladdin's side. So to me, definitely consider a psychic. Might get into may, may get Aladdin into trouble a lot, but still, uh, you know, still very loyal and still there to support. To that's right. That's very fair. Who else did you have for uh, Aladdin? I had a I had a couple. That obviously are not a boo. We're running out of sidekicks in Aladdin, but it's amazing how many there are. Um, uh, you know what? Actually, I thought of another one too. Now that we're talking about it, so there's, there's probably a lot that we could talk about. I wasn't sure exactly where I wanted to go with it. It was between genie and Aladdin. Not uh, genie and Aladdin. Genie and magic carpet. See, I thought carpet. I picked carpet too. I like. I think carpet, no question, is a sidekick. Because genie, in a way. Well, why? Let me ask you. Why, why carpet over genie? Well, carpet to me is definitely doesn't have authority. It is there to to assist Aladdin. Gets him like how many times did carpet get get him out of jams mm-hmm. throughout throughout the entire film? Yes, including yeah. from the beginning when they just met. Yeah, literally in the beginning when they just met, got him out you know out of the cave of wonders. So to me. Like, those things definitely no question constitute Carpet as a sidekick character. Yeah, for me that's that's true too. And also Carpet had no reason to necessarily have to help Aladdin. So that's the one difference with Genie where you could tell that Genie wants to help Aladdin. there's a lot of ways, as you can see that, he gives him kind of a freebie on a wish. But he also is following a set of Genie rules that he literally has to be Aladdin's sidekick. Um, and... Reversing the roles, almost Aladdin becomes his sidekick and setting him free, <laughs> because it's a there's a bargain that happens between the two of them, where they almost are more like partners and not quite as much sidekick and hero. And that's why I didn't really think about Genie as a sidekick. Although I think when you think of it on the surface level, Genie is a sidekick. A lot of people would sort of default to that, and you could still argue it. But Carpet, I, to me, I thought was more of the sidekick. I would. Story. I would honestly. I would go with that. To be perfectly honest, I would go with the fact that, I would say, throughout most of Aladdin, Genie is a sidekick, uh, is a sidekick character, yet it may not necessarily be by choice, but again, going back to the authoritative aspect of it, during that entire time, Aladdin does have the authority over Genie by, by default. Yes. So, I would actually, I would definitely agree with you. I think Genie, even though being more powerful of a character, it would be a sidekick in this case. Alright. Who do we go to next? So, I said Iago, you said... I said Iago with you, and then I... we said Abu. And then Abu, and then we both agreed on Carpet and genie. so why don't you go next? Okay. Uh, Oh boy, who am I going to go to? Alright, I'm going to do a throwback, because we're so focused, because we're a younger generation. I want to give a throwback to some of the folks listening who appreciate the older films, and maybe even grew up during a different era than we did. So, I have a few on here. And the first one is Little John. Ooh, that's a really good one. Because Little John is a traditional sidekick, and that was one of the most traditional sidekicks I could think of from Disney history. That is a great, great choice. Robin Hood is absolutely the hero of the story, and Little John is helping him in every aspect to complete his objective of um, taking from the rich, to serve the poor. Hey,
1: the we have a very special unboxing day over here. Can I get a great big yee,
2: huh?
0: Yee haw! Yee haw! I love all these interactions. <laughs>
2: <to you. laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. know a <laughs> car. We have plenty of food. to do? And it's
0: non stop. So. So definitely. Little John, I think, is classified as a traditional sidekick because he really is supporting Robin Hood in every aspect and puts himself in the position, like a Batman and Robin, of the Robin position, helping that hero in the hero's Quest. I 100% agree. I think that is a great choice. I think that is probably by far the best example of a sidekick so far. The, the textbook writing. definition The textbook definition through and through so yes. I didn't even think about that so I literally tip my hat to you <laughs> sir top that Mike <laughs> okay I know, well. I know you no, will I know you will no 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 I, honestly I don't think I could really top that uh, uh, from a direct definition standpoint but I will throw, throw a curveball let's do a different franchise because you mentioned that yours is mostly in, in Disney in Disney yeah Mostly so, in Disney. I do have two that are uh, from separate franchises, so I did throw them in. So we'll go to Star Wars. Okay. Welcome back to Imagination Central. I sincerely hope you enjoyed part one of our discussion about Roundup Rodeo Barbecue and the best Disney sidekicks. And now that you have listened to the first half of this podcast episode, I'm sure you have a better idea as to how we combined these two conversations. I realized when you normally go to a restaurant at Disney or anywhere else, you don't just talk about the food, but you also typically talk about other topics as well. So I thought it would be fun to not just give a review of Roundup Rodeo Barbecue and talk exclusively about the restaurant, but have it feel a little bit more like a genuine conversation. Of course there's still some structure to the podcast, but by giving us a another topic to discuss as we're sitting there eating and waiting for our food to arrive at the table, I thought it would make this podcast episode a little bit more interesting. And of course this was something very new that I tried, so I would encourage you to reach out if you have any thoughts or feedback about this episode, and I'd love to learn a little bit more. In part two, by the way, we are going to finish our conversation about the best Disney sidekicks, and you'll want to stay tuned to learn a little bit more about the entrees that we received and all of the sides. There was a lot of food when it came to the main course, and we also get to dessert, which, spoiler alert, was delicious. I am still dreaming about that dessert. I can still taste it, and I cannot wait to go back and try it again but at this point I would love to turn the conversation over to you and ask if you've been to Roundup Rodeo Barbecue, what your thoughts are about this restaurant I'm going to have a separate question about the best best Disney sidekicks in part two. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. But either way, you can send me your answers and feedback and join the conversation by finding Imagination Skyway on your favorite social media channels. You can find links to all those places over at imaginationskyway.com. And I would encourage you specifically to follow us on Instagram. And our Facebook group, that's probably the two best places to engage with other members of our listener community. And as I said, if you do want to send me feedback about this style of podcast episode, you can send me a message on any of those social media channels or send me an email at matt at imagineerpodcast.com. I know it's the old show name, but it's kind of hard to change an email address, especially when so many people have your old one. So still, you can reach out to me at matt at ImagineerPodcast.com. If you don't already subscribe to the show, I'd encourage you to hit that subscribe or follow button on whatever podcast app you're listening to the show on. And if you love the show, to leave us a rating and a review in that podcast app to help to support this show, which is a great way to help continue to grow this podcast community. And speaking of support, if you would love to help support the show even further, I would encourage you to join our Patreon group over at ImaginationSkyway.com slash community, which is a way that you can literally help keep the lights on for Imagination Skyway and in return get access to so many additional pieces of content and benefits. One of my favorites and our members favorite is the binaural audio recordings that you can stream anytime you want on demand right on the Patreon app especially with this last trip to Disney I now have about 80 binaural scenic audio recordings that you can enjoy recorded directly from the parks it helps to make you feel like you are actually there and unlike the podcast episodes you don't have to fast forward through my entire script about that attraction but can just listen to the attraction audio itself that's just one of the many benefits that are available to patreon members that you can learn more about again by heading to imaginationskyway.com slash community or simply head to the patreon app and search for imagination skyway over there Last but not least, I want to encourage you to go after whatever hopes, dreams, and goals you have, to not take time for granted, but to go after and take those action steps to go after whatever those dreams might be. Thank you so much for riding aboard Imagination Skyway. And remember, if we can dream it, we can do it.
2: Hood and Little John walking through the forest, laughing back and forth at what the other one has to say, reminiscing this and that and having such a good time, oodle lolly, oodle lolly, golly, what a day, never ever thinking there was danger in the water, they were drinking, they just guzzled it down, never dreaming that a scheming sheriff and his posse was a- watching them and gathering around, I've been Little John running through the forest, jumping fences, dodging trees, and trying to get away. Contemplating nothing but escape, and finally making it. Oodle, olly, oodle, oodle, golly, what? Is-